0: Well, let's go forth with Lifeline Lesson number 207. And I want to, uh, teach tonight, uh, from this, uh, topic. God's decree and God's promise. His decrees and his promises. I know that may sound boring, but I pray God that it has some light and some benefit. God's decrees and God's promises. Um, the first scripture is in Job 22, verse 28. Job twenty verse 28 what you decide on will be done and light will shine on your ways now let me read it in the uh, King James version Job 22 and 28 Eight. It says, "Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways." Job twenty-two twenty-eight. And then let's go back and read Deuteronomy chapter six, verse eighteen. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers. That's the King James. Listen to what it says in the New International Version. Deuteronomy. Six eighteen. It says this Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight, so that it may go well with you, and you may go in and take over the good land that the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers. God's decree. God's promises. I've been wanting to address the difference between a decree and a promise for some time. Because both words are very popular in our uh, conversations, in our dialogue, when we pray, when we testify, even in our preaching and when we're talking to each other. I'm sure you've heard it said or. You yourself may have remarked, uh, the Lord's promise, the Lord's promises, et cetera, et cetera. He promised me, and I'm sure you've heard it said, or you've said it yourself, I decree this. I decree that God. Uh, Those are words that we commonly toss around in our spiritual, religious rhetoric. So what I want to do this evening is make sure we're using both words, the word decree and the word promise or promises, uh, properly, correctly, in the uh, right uh, context. Because as believers, as faith folk, um, who are being guided by the word of God, we want to, uh, keep saying words, uh, that, that are effective because our faith is made stronger, uh, by what we say. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we don't want to keep saying words that we don't understand or we don't want to, uh, keep using words in the wrong context so hallelujah for Wednesday Night Lifeline because Wednesday Night Lifeline really helps us in the area of encouragement and enlightenment but it also helps us uh, to rob ignorance of any status in our lives teaching comes to the rescue teaching robs ignorance of a victory because ignorance being uninformed or ill-informed is really unhealthy to a believer's faith. So we want to practice healthy lifestyle, don't we? Uh, we don't want to keep saying words, not knowing what they mean and then questioning why we are getting no results when we sincerely pray and when we sincerely believe. Who wants to go through a whole Christian life speaking words, expecting outcomes that are never manifested? Who wants to be groping around in the dark, faking like we're walking in the light? So these are two different words, decree and promise or promises, two different words, two different meanings. And that's the first point of clarification. Let us not use them interchangeably because the Bible does not. When the Bible speaks of decree, it means decree. And when it speaks of promise or promises, it means promises. So let's look at the word decree. Decree. A decree is a declaration. A decree is an order. A decree is immutable. It's unchangeable. It depends upon nothing for its fulfillment other than the omnipotence of God, there are just some matters that are not predicated upon us. So I read that Job 22 verse, um, Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. Because that's the verse we run to when we want to uh, uh, holler out. Uh, God decrees. Well, know this about the Job verse. God is not the speaker. It's really Job's friend, Eliphaz, who's ripping into Job, uh, trying to get Job to repent of what Eliphaz has presumed to be Job's sins. And Eliphaz is telling Job, uh, you're sick and suffering. You're not living right. So if you just repent and confess, if you let words come out of your mouth and mean them and don't retract them, uh, you'll, you'll get better. So this is Eliphaz to Job. It's not the Lord to his children. So, you see, it's so important to speak words in the proper situation. Uh, Most decrees in the Bible are laws and orders issued by persons in authority. Uh, You read where that word is used, decree. It's one person who's given guidance to another person's behavior. Uh, and that person still has the option to obey or disobey. Take, for instance, Ezra chapter 5, 13. It mentions a decree to build this house of God. In verse 17, it says, a decree was made of Cyrus. In Daniel chapter 3, Verse ten it says Thou King has made a decree and these Hebrew boys are not complying. But when you say the Lord's decrees, um you're 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 saying that God is not waiting on approval. God doesn't have to wait for submission or our compliance. God says it. And that settles it whether we believe it or not. But when you want to say something that is unchanging about God's word or will, you're making a decree. Let me just give you an answer. Uh, an example, excuse me. His love is decreed. His longing for the best for our lives, is decreed. His will that all of us be saved is decreed. His eternal design for the duration of the church age and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's a decree. Psalm eighty nine thirty seven says, and this is the Lord talking, I will not violate my covenant, or alter what my lips have uttered. Psalm 148 verse 6 adds this tag. He sets them in place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. Uh, like the sun in the daytime. And like the moon, the faithful witness in the sky at night, those are permanently set and they'll never be changed. So God would never lie to us. God would never pull a fast one on us. Nothing changes the Lord's decree. Not our disobedience, not our obedience, not our backsliding, not our obedience, not our unwillingness, not our anger. Uh uh a decree is just set in stone. Hallelujah. So I, I, I pray God that as we use that word I decree and the Lord decrees. You 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 get it in your spirit that what's getting ready to come out of your mouth echoes what comes out of God's mouth, and it's a word that doesn't change or a word that doesn't wait on anybody's approval. Okay, that's about decree. Now on to the second word, promise or promises. It's a different story because many of us have been disappointed and confused because what we pray for and believe and expect um, never, never arrives. The promise, so to speak, doesn't come to pass. Promise, by definition, in the Old Testament is a matter spoken. In the New Testament, a promise or promises uh, mostly is uh, information or an announcement of a divinely assured act of good. So a promise is words that the Lord has for us, telling us that good things are in store are you listening Um, the big difference between a decree which is set in stone and a promise is, is this and hear me good promises can be and most times are conditional now they're They're declarations of God's will, what he's going to do and what he's going to provide if we follow a certain course of conduct. That's not to say that the words are uncertain or unreliable. But most times in Scripture, the promise is preceded by words, when... Or if take for instance in second chronicles seven and fourteen, if my people will call by my name, then I'll hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal the land. So the promise is connected to a condition. That ain't the case with a decree. Are you listening? That's why I read Deuteronomy 6, uh, verse 17. It says, you will diligently keep the commandments of the Lord, which he's commanded. You'll do what is right and good so that it may be well with you. So that condition keeps popping up. Do what God says. And get what God's got. That's still the Lord's word for us today as his people. Do what he says and get from him what he has. Hallelujah. I know we wish it was reversed. Get what he has and then do what he says. But you know it doesn't work like that. So here are two takeaways tonight obedience pulls down the blessings let's 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 watch our words um that one popular phrase when praises go up blessings come down and ain't nothing coming down for you yet that's because it's still up there waiting on your obedience so we cannot skip past the condition, and then go to shouting about, I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field, I'm blessed when I come in, I'm blessed when I go out, I'm the lender and not the borrower, I am above and not beneath, I am the head and not the tail. That's what Deuteronomy eight two says. Uh, but if you keep reading the rest of that verse, it says, all these blessings will come Upon you and accompany you if, somebody say, if you obey the Lord your God, there's that condition. And then if you read verse 13 of Deuteronomy 28, it says, if you pay attention to the commandments of the Lord your God. So my brothers and sisters, uh, uh, let's let's start proclaiming and telling folk about the promises of God, uh, but let's tell them the whole story. let's tell them the whole story and i even I even resolve to be careful in what I say and how I use those words myself because sometimes especially in the emotional uh, moments of a sermon or the passionate uh pronouncement in prayer, I get to screaming, I get to hollering, I get to hooping about he promised. Lord, you promised. I'm standing on your promises. But I got to be more mindful to tell the whole truth that he promised. If he promised not one good thing would he withhold, if or to those who walk right, he promised that there would be windows of heaven. But that promise is conditioned: if I pay my tithes and offering. So, if if I've got to be careful what I say, then. I pray God that you'll follow your teacher's lead. So let's take time to restrain ourselves from just rushing to the excitement about the fruit and the fulfillment. Let's consider the price of the promise because know this, God will always keep His end of the deal. God honors and keeps his word. So let's work on keeping ours to him. So that's the real, 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 real teaching lesson tonight about his decree and his promise. Bless the name of Jesus. And that's the word of faith, which I teach tonight. Amen. Amen. Amen.